Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 59. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Have you ever been to a party where there is a white elephant exchange? Okay, so I remember when I was working, this was before we had kids, and I took my husband, who I think we were engaged at the time, took him to this party, and one of the gifts that was part of the white elephant exchange was a prosthetic leg. (laughs) I'm not joking, a prosthetic leg. And yet that seemed to be one of the most popular gifts to pass around as we were doing the white elephant exchange. Well, maybe in your life when you have gotten gifts from someone, it has been as strange and bewildering to you as a prosthetic leg. And you have wondered, what on earth am I going to do with this? And yet, when you have it in your house, you think to yourself, "Uh, I couldn't possibly get rid of this because it was a gift. And what if the person knows that I got rid of it? And what are they going to think? And we say all of these things to ourselves that make us feel so guilty about getting rid of gifts, no matter how strange they might be. Well, today we're going to go into my five-step plan about how you can get rid of gifts that you do not want or use, probably like a prosthetic leg, guilt-free. And I'm really excited to dive into this with you. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Thanks to everyone who has been participating in the upcoming giveaway that's between now and the end of the month. So far, we still have six people who have either screenshotted their review to info at simplebyemmy.com or they have done a screenshot of something that they have shared about the podcast with a friend. So just as a reminder, what you're going to get by doing this is a chance to win a free decluttering book of your choice or a one hour session with me where we can go through your biggest pain points about decluttering. And I did receive a recent review, which actually was not five stars. (laughs) It was four stars talking about how, especially for my solo episodes, they sound like they are being read. And 
I will admit that I am a writer, and so my first inclination is to write things down, like to be very efficient, want to make sure that I'm not wasting anybody's time, but obviously I do not want it to seem like you all are listening to an audiobook. So I am going to try something new today and just have a couple of notes and see how I do. So I appreciate your support as I test this out. And again, thank you all so much and uh, for joining also the Facebook group. There are several requests that I still have to approve, but since it's just me, I appreciate your patience. And we're going to be starting another decluttering challenge next week. So be on the lookout for that. And all the information about the group and the giveaway and everything can be found in the show notes. Okay, so we're going to go through this five-step plan. And we're going to dive right into step number one, which is that we want to set clear expectations about gifts far in advance. And what that does is it actually gives the gift givers in our lives and our children's lives some sort of idea about what we might like, what we might use, and we can also prioritize experiences over things. Now, I just had my birthday recently, and I have no guilt or remorse about asking for things like massages or gift cards for coffee or really anything that is more of an experience And that has really done well for me. In fact, I even asked for cash because I'm trying to save money for certain things for the business. Now, I know that when it comes to kids, this is kind of a sticking point because I have loved ones that they really like to have my kids open physical gifts and be able to see that and see the looks on their faces. And if you listen to episode 13, which is called Dreading the Influx of Toys After Christmas, Four Ways to Limit Your Kids' Presence Without Feeling Like a Grinch, I actually talk a little bit about this and how for Christmas, I actually try to get a list out in around September to our loved ones. But even if you're getting a list out and you're giving plenty of ideas that are either consumables or things like crafts and artwork supplies, things that are going to be used or experiences, you can still have loved ones that are going to want to give that physical thing. And so that is where we can move into step number two, which is that you're going to understand and appreciate always the intention behind the gift. Okay. So of course we have the five love languages and one of those love languages has to do with gifts. And so a lot of times when I talk to moms, they'll say, well, their grandparents, that just is their love language, you know, giving gifts to the kids. And yes, that might be. And so we don't want to make the people in our lives feel bad about the way that they want to express love. But once something crosses the threshold of your house, you are the CEO of your home and you are responsible for that thing. I have had situations where people have gotten my kids gifts, even though I did the best I could as far as putting a list out and giving some expectations. And they got something that my kids totally were not going to play with. (laughs) And there wasn't even that initial like, wow, 
oh, this is a new thing and so exciting. And so I actually, within the same day, 24, 48 hours after my kid's birthday, I said to them, um, do you want this or do you want to return it? Of course, if there's a gift receipt or do you want to donate it? And my kids are getting really good about like, mm, I don't really think I'm going to play with that. I'm going to donate it or, oh, I don't really think this is for me. Let's go ahead, return it to Target, and then I can get Legos or something I'm actually going to play with. Now, if you're concerned about your loved one or relative, that they're going to want to see your child playing with a certain thing, wearing a certain thing, and that can go for you or your kids. One idea is that you take a photo either of yourself, if it's a gift for you, or your kids, if it's a gift for them, wearing, reading, playing with said thing, send it to the loved one, say, thank you so much for this. We really appreciate it. We appreciate your generosity. And then feel free to declutter it. Now that might seem kind of strange, like, hmm, why would I even do that in the first place and take a photo? Well, a lot of times the gift giver, they just want to know that the gift was received with happiness and with love. And so that is just kind of showing them, thank you, we receive it, we're grateful. But you know what, your loved ones, if I were to talk to your parents or your in-laws or aunts or uncles and said, do you want me to feel burdened? Do you want me to feel stressed? Nobody would say that, right? If you go back to episode eight, when we talk about the health issues that are related to clutter, if you were saying, well, clutter causes anxiety, it causes sleep disturbances, it causes all of these things, they probably would not say, oh, I want to burden you with the gifts that I'm providing. Of course they wouldn't. And so if it is a burden to you, if it's not something that anyone is using or loving, then understand that it was given in love, but you don't have to keep it out of guilt. The next step is to start thinking about gift giving exchanges in a slightly more creative and different way. You do not need to handle gifts the same as everyone else does around you. Now, let me give you an example of this. My children, as I've said before, they love Legos. That's the number one thing that they play with. And so when my oldest son turned seven in May, we had a kid's party where he wanted to invite the entire class. And that I believe was 20 some kids, maybe 25. As you can imagine, that's a lot of toys. <laughs> and if every kid brought a toy, then we would have 25 to 30 new toys that would be coming into the home, which would cause me a whole lot of stress. So what we did instead was something that I learned from a friend of mine called a fiver. And a fiver is where you can ask people in lieu of bringing gifts that they can bring $5 in a card or a $5 gift card that can go towards something that the child really wants to buy. In this case, my oldest wanted to buy Lego sets, which can get pretty expensive. Now, for the most part, people complied and they did this, which was wonderful. And for those who didn't, 
we were able to use gift receipts so we could return it or we were able to donate it. But the point was, I didn't want to have all of these toys coming in and my son wanted to buy Lego sets. So it really was a win-win. And we also, in my family for the adults, haven't exchanged Christmas presents for a long time now, just because we ended up just asking whoever it was, their spouse, what they wanted and then the spouse didn't really know and then it was let people had everything they wanted anyway so it kind of took the joy out of it so now we just buy for the kids and the adults are happy just to be in each other's company so think about that when it comes to these gift giving holidays and birthdays and such that you don't have to handle it like everyone else because you understand that excess stuff is causing you stress and we don't want any of that, right? So you can set those boundaries. Okay, so now we're moving on to step number four, which is to see unused gifts for what they are, which is unused stuff, right? And we have talked in the past that clutter is not neutral. It impacts our health, it impacts our anxiety, it impacts all of these things. But a lot of times, and I actually was just doing coaching with one of the moms in the Facebook group, and she was talking about how she had a lot of hand-me-downs from friends. She also had received outfits from for her daughter from a woman who wasn't able to have children of her own. So there was a lot of this emotional, sentimental type of attachment of thinking, okay, well, I need to hold on to this because. However, I would recommend that you use the spontaneous combustion question, which we have talked about in the past, which is, if this item were to spontaneously combust, would I be relieved or would I be upset? Now, when you're thinking about these things that you have been given as gifts, but aren't really bringing value to your life, ask yourself this question. And if the answer is, I would be relieved, then I would encourage you to separate the person, the gift giver in your relationship with them from the thing and recognize it as a burden to you if you would feel relieved if it were gone so that you can confidently and guilt-free be able to get rid of that thing knowing that that person again would not want it to be a burden to you okay step number five here we are the last step is to not get caught up if something is a personalized gift so again, a mom that I was talking to was saying, well, we got all of these books for my daughter's shower and they're written in and so I don't want to get rid of them. Now, one option for that is that you can take a photo of all of those pages that were written in and you can make your own album of those photos, whether it just be in your phone or you can have it printed out. And that way you still have the sentiment, but you don't have to keep the books. You can still donate those books to libraries, for example, or just any place that takes books. And also for things that have been personalized with children's names on it, for example, my mom does a lot of embroidery, so we get a lot of things with my kids' names on it. 
And so I go to my buy nothing group, which is pretty large. And I say, Hey, does anyone have a child named this? Right. And most of the time they go, Oh yeah, definitely. And they're able to pass that on. And so that's been a great way for me to take personalized gifts and be able to pass those along. I feel like it's getting a second life. So to recap, if you want to be able to get rid of gifts guilt-free, here is your five-step plan. Number one, set clear expectations about gifts far in advance. Number two, understand and appreciate the intention behind the gift, but understand your loved ones don't want to burden you. They want you to be happy. Number three, understand you do not have to handle gifts like everyone else. So you can decide not to have gifts, even for something like kids' birthdays, for example. Number four, see unused gifts for what they are and use that spontaneous combustion question. And step number five, don't get caught up if a gift is personalized. You can still donate it, most likely to your charity of choice or to your local Buy Nothing group. Thank you so much. I hope this slightly more relaxed solo episode was something that you enjoyed. And if so, feel free to share it with a friend or join our free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm. And on Thursday, I'm going to be speaking to Brandy Coffin. And we're going to be talking all about routines and habits and how it can help us as we overcome overwhelm in our motherhood. I'll see you then. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.